Hello, and welcome to The Woods, a podcast about the mysterious, the legendary, and the plain weird, because you never know what you'll find in the woods. I'm Sandy. And I'm Shaznay. Welcome to episode seven. Bet you didn't see that one coming, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Hi, I'm Shaznay. (laughs) And I'm Sandy. Wait, I gotta sound lower. Oh, I'm sad. Wow. (laughs) My voice is higher than yours. (laughs) Yep. Okay, um, so sad news from the zone. No Starbucks this week, because the city I live in doesn't have Starbucks. Yeah, we're not in the studio anymore. This is very surreal. We're in a basement. We've had lots of memories in this basement. Yeah, under this blanket, the same blanket. That just sounds sexual. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say something like, do you remember the killer clown? Yes. Megan was terrified. You know, I forgot about that until now. (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, Like I said. I have to spend the next two days by myself. Good memories and not so good memories. Yeah. Anyways, I'm staying with my parents because Ian is out hunting and I'm terrified of being alone, but... I want to get over that fear, which is why I am spending the last two days before Ian comes back by myself. You can do it. Thank you. And I'm just a, a phone away. Thank you. I would say phone call, but nobody calls these days. So a, a text message. But people do video chat. We can video chat if we want. True. We could do that. Mm-hmm. You have Loki. I do. And I don't know if you've seen this tweet, uh, but it's something like, if my dog isn't worried about that random noise, then I'm not worried about it. And I think that is very true. So if Loki's not worried about it, I won't be worried about it. And it seems to happen often. <laughs> you have a lot of trust in that dog. I respect that. I do, but, I mean, he's always trying to protect me, so. I wouldn't trust my dog that much. But that's just me. My dogs are insane. A little bit. Well, yeah, so instead of Starbucks, we got some Tim Hortons. You know, the great Canadian uh, coffee place that actually is kind of awful. But that's just my opinion, and I used to work there, so that's probably why. Yeah, probably. <laughs> no. How was your week? It was long. But <laughs> that's it. But I only have, like... But yeah, so I have two weeks left before winter break. I only have one exam, and I'm very happy about it. So how was your week? I didn't do anything yet. Sounds like a great week. Pretty much. It's cold outside. Oh, I know. There's snow. My car is slowly dying on me. And it turns out I'm going to have to get a new one. So please, donate to our Patreon. (laughs) Also, I think we're coming to Spotify. Yes, so we are definitely working on coming to Spotify, so it should be up soon. I'm very excited about it because a lot of people use Spotify for both music, uh, some audiobooks, and podcasts. So if it's more convenient for you, you're welcome. I know I use Spotify the most for podcasts. Mm -hmm. So looking forward to seeing ourselves on Spotify. Yeah, me too. A dream come true. Next episode will be on Spotify? Hopefully, yeah. Probably. About a week from now. Yeah. but this episode. We will definitely let you know on social media, so keep your eyes peeled. Yeah. So, we believe there's about eight listeners who aren't our mothers. Listen in. (laughs) You make it sound like we have eight mothers, but yes. (laughs) I just meant, like, there's eight people 
who aren't our moms who listen to the pod and we don't know who you are so please reach out to us if you aren't our mother email us like don't message us directly and i'm talking to you dylan and dakota like actually email us post on our instagram direct message us on instagram tweet us on twitter that's it yeah that's all but let us know we love hearing from you also we want to give a huge thanks to the listener that chose our topic this week yes they were an anonymous listener or at least when they messaged us they were anonymous yeah. I'm sure they're a real person, unless they're an alien. The blonde sky beings from above. Yeah. They said they enjoyed last week's episode, uh, which that was two episodes ago now. So that was it simulation theory? Yes. Yeah. They enjoyed that episode, and they suggested that we talk about creepy urban legends. And I'm very excited about this one. So if you have any suggestions for future episodes please again shoot us a message on instagram uh comment uh email us rate and subscribe on itunes you can put your little message in there uh whatever works for you let us know and we might choose the topic you suggest and also we're very indecisive so we like it when you pick our topics yeah this is a big world and there's many options to choose from. And yeah, and a lot that we don't know about. Yeah, exactly. Sandy, would you like to spook me? I would love to spook you. So, I was specifically looking for an urban legend like this. And Google provided it for me. Perfect. So, I'm going to talk about these things known as crybaby bridges. So, crybaby bridges are nicknames given to bridges across the United States that have legends surrounding dying babies, dying children, and dying women. (laughs) So, apparently, there is a ton of these in the United States. So, I'm going to talk about some of the famous ones uh, in a few states. Oh, interesting. An epidemic of people dying... On bridges. On bridges. Yes. Stay away from bridges, people. They're not fun. Wait, did you hear about the bridge where dogs will jump off and die? I did hear about that That's bridge. That's terrifying. I know. And apparently, like, it, like it's documented. Like, people see it happen. A yeah. Lot. Like, I, over 50 cases. I wonder why. Yeah. Yeah, it's super weird. Mm-hmm. So, the first crybaby bridge is in Virginia. It is in Blackstone, Virginia, And the story goes that some young children died on or around the bridge and that at night their cries can be heard and a woman can be seen walking along the edge of the woods. Uh, Other spooky shit apparently happens here too. People say that they hear footsteps on the bridge and they feel an evil presence. It is also said that if you stop your car in the middle of the bridge, pour baby powder on the hood, uh, baby footprints will probably appear. But why would you do this? Yeah, who thought to do that in the first place? Yeah, let's pour some baby powder on here and uh, see what happens, I guess. Okay, I'm just going to start doing that in my daily life. Let's pour baby powder on things for no apparent reason. I mean, it's I like the smell of it. And just, like, hope that things happen. I don't know. I don't think I would like... I mean, to be honest, I don't really like kids all that much. (laughs) So, like, dead ones? What if you get, like, doggy footprints? Oh my god, I think I would cry. Yeah, that actually would be kind of yeah, sad. Yeah, like, I'm very sad right now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, 
so in Ohio, uh, there is a bridge called the Screaming Bridge of Maud Hughes Road. It is located in Liberty Township, Butler County, Ohio. What a name. Uh, it is said to be the site of terrible accidents and suicides. So underneath the bridge, about 25 feet down, there's a railroad track. And it's been reported that about 36 people uh, have been found dead around this bridge. Other weird things that happen here are ghostly apparitions, mists, lights, as well as black hooded figures and a phantom train. No thanks. Like, black hooded figures where I draw the fucking line. <laughs> so there is a legend that says that a man and a woman were in a car when the car stopped working on the bridge. The man got out to check the car. The girl stayed inside. However, when the man got back inside of the car, the girl was gone, and he found her hanging off the bridge over the train tracks. What? Yeah, it is said that today people hear ghostly conversations between a man and a woman, followed by a man screaming. Another story says that a woman was being chased down the road. When she got to the bridge, she didn't know the area and thought that there was a river underneath, so she jumped over the bridge, saw the train tracks, and screamed all the way down to her death. Okay. Question. Okay. Does... Bridges remind you of that one Avril Lavigne song. I'm with you. That one? Yeah. Yeah. I'm standing on the bridge. I'm waiting, waiting in the dark. I thought that you'd be here by now. I've been listening to that song all week and I don't know why. Oh. <laughs> this is why. It's the, the bridges. This is, this is definitely why. Uh, so, <laughs> so this bridge has one last legend and it's that one night a woman threw her baby off the bridge and then hanged herself. That was it. Dear Lordy. Yeah. So in Salem, not Salem, Massachusetts, but in, apparently there's a Salem in Ohio, uh, on what used to be West Pine Lake Road, legend says that you can hear the sounds of a crying, drowning baby. Then in 2010, there was a murder of an elderly woman. She was found strangled to death and burned near the bridge. The road now is closed and remains an access way to high-voltage utility lines. However, mm. when people are near, they can hear babies crying. So there was, a like, an actual death Spooky. that happened here. Wait. Oh, my gosh. Did you know that Saskatoon is the city of bridges? Yes. That's insane. You know, after <laughs> no we reason. said stay away from bridges, I'm like, well, that's going to be hard. Yeah. You have to <laughs> literally cross a bridge to get home. Yeah. Uh, so... In Oklahoma, in the town of Al Alderson, on the end of Alderson Road, there is a bridge that holds legends of a woman who was apparently raped by her father several times and would throw her unwanted infants off the bridge. What the fuck? Yeah. People who live around this bridge report sounds of babies crying underneath the bridge. People also claim to see the apparition of a glowing woman floating. Mm -hmm. Then in Kellyville, Oklahoma, there is a bridge and a local legend about a woman and her baby driving down the road. This woman was apparently trying to escape her abusive husband. She lost control of the car, ran off the bridge, and according to the legend, the baby was never found. You, If you visit this bridge at midnight, the baby's cry can be heard, and after you hear the baby, you can hear, or you can see a strange blue light. And then in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma... A metal bridge by Route 66, <laughs> yeah, is known for sightings of a woman dressed in white with a baby on the side of the bridge. At night, her shadow appears. If cars, er, ugh, let me start over. 
At night, her shadow appears if cars turn their lights off, and people walking on the bridge have also reported feeling her presence while listening to a baby cry. So I don't know what it is with all these babies. Yeah, why is there so many crying babies on bridges? Oh God, I already yeah. hate babies. That's a, like a good enough reason for me not to go near bridges. Just babies crying. Like, forget all the ghosts and creepy other shit. Babies crying. I don't want to listen to that. Like, I don't want to hear them at the grocery store, let alone when I'm walking alone at night by a bridge. Yeah. Like, can... Can... Okay. I'm sorry. I get it. It's hard being a parent. But please, can you make your baby stop crying? (laughs) No disrespect to parents out there. Give it some candy. Oh yes, that'll that'll stop. I mean, my I don't know. I, I'm I'm joking. I'm joking. Like, <laughs> so in Maryland, hi Dylan, and Dakota. Hi Dylan and Dakota. There is a crybaby bridge off Beaver Dam Road in Beltsville, Maryland, where the legendary Goat Man has reported to have been seen. And for those who don't know, the Goat Man is half a goat, half human creature. It's a popular urban legend in Maryland. Dylan. Come on the pod and talk about it. Dylan, okay, have you seen the goat man? Yeah, Email probably. Us. Let us know. Uh, and then in Westminster, Maryland, and I have been there, on Adams Mill Road, a crybaby bridge holds the legend of a location where the KKK drowned black babies in the 1800s, which is completely horrifying. That is, sounds awful. Yeah, like... Is it true? Like, is that, like, actually documented? I don't know. I couldn't find anything on it, but honestly, it wouldn't surprise me. But it makes me sick when I think about it. Like, yeah. yeah, I just said I don't like kids, but I also don't like drowning kids. No. So, and especially something so racialized is horrendous. Yeah. Uh, so then in South Carolina, uh, just south of Pegland, Pageland, Pegland, I don't know. Actually, I think it's Pageland. I'm sorry, people from South Carolina. <laughs> There is a bridge that is a popular destination site for paranormal enthusiasts, a.k.a. Sandy and Chazenay. Us. Yes. The bridge was closed off to auto traffic in the 1950s, but you can access it on foot. Legend tells that a young mother lost her baby in the water underneath the bridge in an accident late at night. Like usual, people hear babies crying, but they also see the mother searching for her baby. Freaky. Yeah. So in my favorite state ever, Texas... In, Ooh, Texas! Yes! In De, De Calb, Texas, near Houston, Texas, where I was born, there is a bridge that was probably named by Sandy and Shanine called Spook Bridge. We own that bridge. Oh, yeah. I gave... No, my mom gave birth to me on that bridge. Uh, she said... We're twins. Oh, right, we're twins. Our moms <laughs> gave birth to us on that bridge. My mom says I was born in the hospital, but I don't Lies. buy it. Uh, my mom just popped me out right there. She never made to hospital. <laughs> right on Spook Bridge. Right. That's why I'm so spooky. So the legend says that a woman and her triplets were rushing home to prepare supper for a husband that was soon to be home. Uh, this lady lost control of the car and ran off the side of the wooden bridge. The mother and her triplets died. Locals claimed to have encountered the woman and her children. If you're there late at night, shut off your vehicle, kill the lights... And honk three times, you will be able to hear the cries of the triplets. I think we know the moral of the story there. Don't have triplets? No. Oh. (laughs) Tell your man he can wait. Okay, fair. Me, don't have triplets. (laughs) If he wasn't so bossy and commanding that 
are demanding that he have supper ready for when he gets home. Yeah. His wife and three kids. Also, will this be alive. is the real world. There's not always going to be someone there to cook you supper. I learned that the hard way. Or learn to cook your own damn supper. You know, it'd be nice if we came home. Not that I have anyone in my life, but if I came home and supper was cooked for me after a long day of work with my three kids that I don't have, you know. Could you imagine if you came home and your dog made you supper? Oh my god. That'd be the best. I would never need to get married ever. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so people also say that if you take pictures, you can see tons of orbs and some claim to have captured photos of this woman. In Port Neches, Texas, there's a bridge called Sarah Jane Bridge. It's named after a baby that was thrown into the alligator infested waters by a man who was, who had murdered the baby's mother. Sarah Jane can be heard crying from the water when someone stands on the bridge on hot summer nights and her mother can be seen wandering in the woods Whispering Sarah Jane without a fucking head. However. Wait. What? How? She doesn't have a head. I know. But, okay. I was doing research on this. There was a little girl named Sarah Jane. However, this Sarah Jane is still alive. And she had four kids. She's like 90. Oh. So, and, like, apparently this lady, like, they did name the bridge after her, but she was never drowned. So either this is just, like, folklore that people pass around because it's fun. Maybe a baby was thrown off the bridge. Maybe her mother is looking for her without a head, but maybe it's not Sarah Jane. Weird. Yeah. Wait. Okay, so there is a Sarah Jane and she has children, but was her mother killed? It didn't say anything okay, about so that. Okay, so Sarah Jane's possibly a real person, but we don't know if this Sarah Jane is... Yeah. Well, like, the bridge was named after this Sarah Jane. Oh, okay. But we just don't know, like, if the there is a story. Yeah, if there is a baby crying, baby. Yeah. we don't know who that is. Weird. And then the last one I have is in Utah. It's in Bear River City. There's a legend that many, many years ago, a mother committed murder-suicide by driving her car off the bridge with her two children inside. It is said that if you honk three times, you can hear the children scream, don't do it, mother. Fair. Yeah. So there's a reason I wanted to do spooky bridges. The reason being was because I actually wanted to talk about the Black Bridge just, I think, south of Swift Current because it's so close to us. And I couldn't find any information on it, which I wasn't too surprised, but I was really upset about it because Ian told me, like, it was such a popular urban legend down in Swift Current. Uh, They say that uh, people go down there and commit suicide quite a bit. So I did want to mention that. I don't know if there is information to do a whole episode on it. I don't know if any of Ian's family listens to this, but if you do and you know more about this Black Bridge... Email us. Okay, now that you say that, I have a spooky bridge story. Oh my god, tell me. Okay, so not too far away from where we live um, is a place called Borden Bridge. Borden Bridge, near the town of Borden. And uh, now I don't know if these are true, but uh, again, speculation or people have always said that it's a place where people go and they commit suicide. Mm -hmm. Um, They jump off the bridge. Well, I drive by that bridge Many times. 
like all the time because it's on the way to my cabin. And once you hit a certain area, because it's kind of down in the hills, once you hit that area, there's zero cell phone reception. That's weird. None at all. Like, and we use the uh, largest cell phone network in Saskatchewan. Yeah. It's supposed to be in all corners, but as soon as you hit that area, there's no cell phone reception. And that just freaks me out because if you knew somebody was going there to, like, or you knew that maybe this person was suicidal and you speculate, like, maybe they're there. Like, there's no way of, like, contacting them. And, like, yes, you can call for help, but help isn't always there on time. Yeah. So you can't even contact this person and, you know, try to stop them. Oh, it just spooks me out. Every time I drive by that fridge, if fridge, <laughs> drive by that bridge, it freaks me out because there's no cell phone reception. Yeah. And I guess the thing about bridges, like, if you want to commit suicide, that is, it's easy. You mm-hmm. don't need, Let's like, take that one it's in very, San Francisco. Yeah, I was just thinking that um, they have, like, signs, like, if you're suicidal, call this number. I think every bridge so have often. that. Yeah. Well, because it's so convenient. It's there. It's well, easy. Well, did you see people on our bridges? They were putting little cards and stuff with, like, words like, it'll be okay. Or, Aww, you know, I didn't stuff see like that. that. I'm so glad. Yeah, it's actually a really common, like, thing that people do now. Mm-hmm. Um, All right. So, your turn. My turn. You know, you keep saying, like, your urban legend is creepy, so I'm, like, really scared. Why do you always scare me? Oh, sorry. I forgot that I'm not supposed to be scary on a scary podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I just feel like you scare me a lot more than I scare you. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) That's okay. I guess... I do like being scared sometimes. Not when I'm trying to sleep, though. Not that I'm trying to sleep right now, but just in general. It's okay. You can take a nap. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna peace out. Everyone have fun listening to Shazley. Yeah, Sandy's just gonna take a nap. (laughs) I'm not gonna fall asleep. so funny. All right. I'm excited. What you got? Everybody has that story. You know, the one about the man in the woods. Waiting for an innocent child to walk by in the evening. He's crouched in there, behind the tree, waiting to grab them. Sometimes he has a knife. Sometimes an axe. Or he may even have a hook for a hand. Nevertheless, he's in there, waiting. Anticipating. Visualizing his next victim. And that's what your parents told you. Okay, Timmy, it's getting dark out. Time to come inside. But why, Mom? I was having fun. You know what happens at night. The man in the woods will get you. Okay. my dog. Yeah, I know. I hope you can't hear him. And just like the monster under the bed, the man in the woods was just as real to you. For a while, at least. You grew to understand that perhaps it was just an urban legend. Something that your parents told you to make sure you behaved to scare you into doing what they wanted. And sure, it worked for a while. It was a rather neat trick that they pulled on you, but you did outgrow those tales, eventually, right? Okay. No? Yeah? No? Yeah? No? Okay. Just keep going. Many residents of Staten Island also outgrew that tale until they found out that it wasn't just a tale, but perhaps this urban legend about the man in the woods was true. To them, his name was Cropsey, and he feasted on the youth of the neighborhood. And the people of Staten Island had good reason to believe so, with the dark history that took place right across the street in their very own town. Willowbrook State School was an institution for children with intellectual disabilities in the Willowbrook neighborhood of Staten Island in New York City. 
Built in 1938, it was first used as a hospital during World War II, then it reopened in 1947 until its close in 1987. The school was designed for 4,000 residents, but as most institutions do, it became overcrowded and by 1965, its population had reached 6,000. At its time, it was the biggest state-ran institution in the United States, and questionable medical practices, experiments, and abuse did occur there as well. It was closed in 1987 after a public outcry over the civil rights of people with disabilities. It was a place filled with true, sinister evil. It was so horrific that in 1972, a doctor who was upset by the treatment of patients gave a key to a reporter named Geraldo Rivera that allowed him into the institution. Geraldo snuck in and filmed what he saw, which was the patients who lived in filth and disease. The lack of funding had left very few staff, many of who wanted to help but were untrained, and some even enjoyed the abuse of the patients. Oh, that's gross. Mm -hmm. It's awful. During the 1970s and 1980s, there was a string of mysterious child murders in Staten Island. And though the name Cropsey was used far before this time, these mysterious disappearances gave the name a much too real of a meaning for the residents who lived there. Some believed he was a patient at the school, perhaps a murderer and maniac. Little did they know, one day, they would find out that the story of the beast in the woods was true. The first disappearance was of a five-year-old girl named Alice Pereira, who vanished in 1972 after playing with her brother in a building on the island. Though witnesses claimed to have seen her at a park, she was never confirmed to be seen again. In 1981, a seven-year-old named Holly Ann Hughes did not return after going to the store with a friend. The friend claimed that... A man pulled up to Holly and herself and pulled Holly into his car before driving off. Holly has never been seen again. Another child in 1983 never came home after being sent to a store to buy some food. Her name was Tia Hees Jackson and she was only 11 year old, mm. years old. In 1984, a 22-year-old named Hank Gafario a well-known, friendly man with mental challenges was also never heard from again. He had gone missing. And in 1987, the body of Jennifer Schwiger was found on the grounds of the Willowbrook State School. The girl who had been born with Down syndrome was reported missing on July 9th, and after 35 days of searching, her body was un unearthed from a shallow grave on the school grounds. Uh, so some of these, most of these children have in common is that they do uh live with some form of disability mm. um i believe tia he's was diabetic um one of them like i said had down syndrome and um like mental challenges and such so it's interesting the similarities yeah that's all. interesting obviously targeted it yeah it seems that way yeah, yeah. So what the public didn't know at the time was that all of these disappearances had a similar connection, and not just the legend of Cropsey, but that of which being a man named Frank Russian, or better known as Andre Rand. He was a custodian at the Willowbrook State School, but left his job in 1966, though he never actually left the grounds. 
He and many other homeless folk made camp on the grounds in the surrounding woods and even the underground tunnel systems once the institute had closed. So there was a bunch of tunnels underground but connected the school with a few other hospitals, which is actually quite common. Yeah. Andre's first run-in with the law was when he picked up a group of 11 children from a YMCA and took them out for lunch. He was then found at the Newark Liberty International Airport in New Jersey, where he was apprehended and served 10 months in jail for unlawful imprisonment. So yeah, he um, just picked up 11 kids and took them out for lunch without their parents knowing. Like, he had a bus. That's weird. Isn't that... That's creepy. And then they, yeah. like, he found, they were found, like, at the airport. Like, why? And, like, I, I didn't even find, like, when this happened. Like, I don't even, it just, like, kind of said that. I was like, what? This is, like, obscure. Yeah. Weird. Anyway. So, in 1988, Andre Rand was charged with the kidnapping and first-degree murder of Jennifer Schwieger. She was, uh, the last of the kids that I mentioned. And he was sentenced 25 years to life in prison. He would have been eligible for parole in 2008, but in 2004, he was convicted again for the kidnapping of Holly Ann Hughes 23 years earlier. He's now eligible for parole in 2037 when he will be 93 years old. It is highly suspected that Andre Rand is also responsible for many of the other missing children and that perhaps he is actually a serial killer. But without the evidence to prove it, these families still live not knowing what really happened to their loved ones. Okay, but, like, why is somebody that murdered children even, like, eligible for parole ever? Like, why why do they even get the possibility of, like, getting out of jail? I don't know. That is so weird. I don't know much about the justice system in the U.S. Okay. But there is other speculation that perhaps the conviction of Andre Rand was just a cover-up and that someone else or something else is responsible. Some believe that perhaps Andre didn't act alone or that he was actually part of a satanic cult that sacrificed it's children. It's always the Satanist. Well, <laughs> I mean, this was during the um, satanic panic of the 1980s. Uh. Uh, or they speculate perhaps it was just generally a satanic cult that had done these murders and used Andre as a cover-up. Mm. Since, you know, the local creepy homeless guy was an easy conviction or explanation for the murders and disappearances of the children. Some even speculate that perhaps Andre, in his own twisted way, cared for the children and didn't want those living with these their disabilities to suffer. Since he had only he had once been employed to help children, why would he then go on to hurt them? Because mm-hmm. he was a custodian at the school that was, you know, meant to help children. Yeah. Like. I mean, it made sense why he would target children with disabilities. Yeah, people, like, speculate. Because his sister has come out and said, like, he was never abused as a child, to her knowledge. Yeah. Um, and people think that maybe what he saw at the institute had caused him to do this, Mm -hmm. or, um... But I don't know, he could have just gotten a job there because he did like to see children get hurt or something. Yeah, and while, yeah, it's a common trope for serial killers to have, like, abusive backgrounds, but just because you didn't have an abusive background doesn't mean you can't be a psychopath. So, 
Now, the mystery of the missing residents on Staten Island was not the invention of Cropsey, as it had been around much before the 1980s. And all over the world, there's the story of the man in the woods, or the man in your backseat, or the man waiting in the attic for the babysitter to put the kids to bed. Whether he was an escaped convict, a crazy person from the asylum, or something not even from this world, the stories continue to grow and update over time. As we know now, we have things such as creepypastas on the internet, including the legend of Slenderman. Yeah. Everybody knows Slenderman. He's a big, tall, creepy guy in the woods. But, um, yeah, so the legend of Cropsy was just, you know, the creepy man in the woods. He's going to get you at night. But in the 1970s and 80s, that became a very real thing for yeah. people on Staten Island. You know, my grandma used to sing me this lullaby when I was little to put me to sleep. And, like, the documented version of this lullaby is, like, a really happy, sweet one. But my grandma, she would sing, like, uh, A la ruru niña duerma semella porque viene el viejo y se la comerá. Which translates to, hush, hush, little girl, go to sleep, or the creepy man will come and eat you. And that, and that was just something she sang to me, like, every night. Yeah. And, like, the way she did it, like, I just imagine this creepy man, like, in a trench coat. And I'm like, well, I better go to sleep. I don't want to be eaten. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's some that's a legend that I don't think will ever get old. Mm-hmm. And it it's something that works with children to get them to behave and go to sleep and yeah, chill out basically. Exactly, like everybody kind of has that story, like whether it be real or not. Our parents always told us something. It's mm-hmm. even like Santa Claus. They're like, go to sleep so that Santa will come. Yeah, just like take this story to heart, and get out of my face. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) I mean, fair. Yeah. All right, so I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Woods. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I'm scared. Um, Send me good vibes for the next two nights. Stay away from bridges. Yeah. um, But if you happen to go to a bridge and hear a baby crying, email us. If you happen to see a crazy man in the woods, let us know. What did he do? What did you do? Did you give him water? Where's he from? Above. We want to know. Let us know. Yes. Uh, you can contact us by emailing us at thewoodspodcast at gmail.com. Yes, or you can comment on our posts on Instagram at thewoodspodcast. Don't forget our about... Don't forget her. Don't forget <laughs> about our Twitter at Woods Podcast. And we also have a blog, thewoodspodcast.home.blog. We'd like to thank Jason Shaw, per usual, for our beautiful opening song, Running Waters. Yeah, have yourself a spooky night. A spooky day. Yeah. A spooky week. Whenever and a spooky you're rest of your year, because the year's just been over. Yeah. And we hope it's also before I go. My birthday is next week. Yeah, wish so Sunday a happy birthday. Email us and wish me a happy birthday. Also, if you have episode suggestion, let us know. All I want from you for my birthday is episode suggestions. Let us know. Yes, and we'll see you next time. Bye.